Hello, what's up everyone? Welcome. Welcome to episode 49 of WFS, the Will Ford Show. And we've got a special guest. You may remember him from episode, oh gosh, it's been so long. It's been like 20 like episodes. or something. Yeah, something. It's been, it's like in the mid-20s. But Alec Bell is joining the Will Ford Show once again. Hello. Uh, last time, last time he joined us, we, we talked some NBA free agency. And that was fun. So... He's back again. We're going to talk some NFL. Some we get to talk about some good stuff this time. None of that yeah. NBA stuff. Yeah, um, we've got. You know, we had some good games yesterday. Uh, we and you know the playoffs are right around the corner and, and things are really ramping up. But uh, welcome to the show again, man. Glad to have you back. Yeah, thanks. It's good to be back. Um. So I know you're a Steeler fan. We got a Steeler fan in the house. So oh, yeah. what were your thoughts on on the big win against the Patriots yesterday in a game that I predicted the Patriots. So what were your thoughts? Well, it's also a game I predicted the Patriots and everyone <laughs> else predicted the Patriots. Yeah. But I, our defense finally stepped up, which is like crazy to say because you never expect that out of us. And Tom Brady, Pittsburgh, Belichick, does that not just like dictate a playoff scenario? Yeah, I mean, it does. Yeah. How many times does Belichick come into Pittsburgh and just kill us, like drain our hopes? He yeah. He could have single-handedly sent us packing, not go to the playoffs at all, which I think would have happened. If we lose that game, we don't make it to the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. And the last 13 matchups going into yesterday, Brady is 11-2 and against the Steelers. So. And I don't think we won since 2011 either. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that... I think that's right. I, I didn't check the years, but I know it's definitely eleven and two. So it really hasn't been that competitive. No, it's of, a, of a matchup. That's what people a lot, were saying. Like some people were calling it a rivalry, but then others yeah. were like, "You can't call it a rivalry if it's eleven and two all the that, time." Yeah, that's what I literally talked about on the last episode. I was like, "Yeah, people call this a rivalry, and it, it's not though. I mean, it's just so lopsided. Like if it was a rivalry, it'd be you know five and five or six and five or whatever." It'd be more even than this, but uh, clearly over the past 15 years, the Patriots have had your number. But so. an interesting stat, actually, um, this will be the 15th straight year where the Steelers will be above 500 with a positive point differentiation. And of those 15 years, Ben was the quarterback. Oh. So, safe well, to say, I think Ben's the best quarterback in Steelers history. Sorry, Brad. Uh, I, I think so. Um, uh, Yeah, debatable. I mean, he doesn't have the Super Bowls. Bradshaw has four. Yeah, I know, Brad. But statistically. Statistically, yeah. Because like, that's always been my argument with – I know Tony Romo is – it's a Tony Romo-Big Ben comparison. It's, it's much wider. But Romo statistically is – the best quarterback in Cowboys history. He doesn't have the rings to show for it and, and stuff like that, but I still think with his talent and his numbers and what he's done with less makes I mean, him... I, I still think if you give me either Brady or... or Brady. Uh, Be- <laughs> Bradshaw or Ben, final two minutes, Some the, your life's on the line. I'm taking yeah. Ben in that final two minutes Absolutely. to lead me down the field. What does he have, like 41 fourth quarter comebacks or wins? I, I don't know, but he's one of the best in history at fourth quarter comebacks. And he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. 
Definitely. And that's not to say when all the times we go down, score with a minute left, and then our defense craps themselves. Like yeah. the Raiders game. And then Ben does it again, gets us down to the 30, and misses a field goal. That Raiders game literally just solidifies Ben as, I believe, one of the, one of the top five quarterbacks. The way he let us down. Two, I mean, yes, he did sit out a quarter and a half, but give yeah. or take, many other people, blah, blah, blah. Many other things being said about that, you know. Some people call it the. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, what's it called? I don't know what you're getting. No, at, the, so. uh, the med med gate or something like that. Um, oh, the X ray gate or something because the the medical equipment and the. Radios, oh okay. Um, whatever. But he led us down there to what should have been a game-winning drive, and then our defense flat-out crapped themselves. And I'm not saying Ben led us to that game-winning field goal, but he set us up for a game-winning field goal. Yeah, yeah, no. Boswell crapped I, himself again. Which... Yeah, I know I know what you mean, yeah. And Boswell has had a terrible year. Uh, he might be having the worst season, season among yes. starting kickers in the NFL. Like Boswell has really taken a huge step back. Like last year, he's probably one of the best kickers, and then yeah, this year he's five. He's this year he sucks, and he's honestly, if he if he makes field goals, you guys are probably probably still in contention for number one oh, seed yeah. in the if AFC. We, I mean, you beat you would probably beat the Raiders. We beat you would have beaten the Browns. the Browns. Yeah, you would have, and the Browns are no slouch. Um, we lost by three to the Chiefs. I'm pretty sure he missed a field goal that game too. Yeah, so I mean, you guys, give or take, could have had at least two more wins. I think we would be, what would it be ten and four? I think. Yeah, I mean, you guys are you guys are still in a good position. You guys it's are a scary position. Fine, it's a scary position, but you're still in the lead right now. The Ravens are breathing down your neck. You've got the Colts that are coming out of out of nowhere. Really, yeah, they they started scary. off zero and, like too. zero and five, and they've lost or they've won like eight of the last nine games. So the Colts are on fire as well. But, but yeah, anyway. I mean, that was a good game yesterday, though, and I'm kind of surprised with the way it unfolded at the end. I thought there were some calls that they could have made, but there no referees. There calls, but like I think you said yesterday, it's the end of the game. You let it play out. Let the best man win. You know what I yeah. mean? It's Gronkowski. Gronkowski should come down with the – I mean, obviously – that interception you can't like joe hayden i feel like he got up so high to make that interception i feel the patriots defender he has to just like tackle him you know what i mean take the Mm -hmm. offensive pass interference joe hayden's going up there i don't just take his legs out take the offensive pass interference go back 15 yards or whatever yeah i mean also you're like there's no way joe hayden will come down with that which i didn't think he came down with it oh yeah i mean that interception that was a great play i didn't i thought he was getting taken out of bounds i didn't yeah. think he got his legs in but and i think someone said yesterday there was was it gronkowski that was pushing him out and i think he pushed him into edelman which kind of kept him in bounds i know one person was pushing him out but if the other person wasn't there he probably would have been out of bounds but the person behind maybe kind of just like kept him in bounds yeah but i mean that was a good game and that's really it's really kind of shaking up the AFC and it's making that that race for really division crowns and and wildcard spots really interesting. I I also uh this is how crazy the AFC is. 
it's it's funny because if the Steelers win out and some other stuff happens, the Steelers could easily well I wouldn't say easily be could be the second seed. Like they're not out of the second seed. No. They would need the Texans to lose out and the Patriots to lose one more game and the Steelers would be the second seed. But the other funny thing is the Steelers could lose one more game this year and be out of the playoffs. So yeah. they could win two games, be the second seed, or lose one game and be out of the playoffs. That's how tight the AFC is right now, at least in the Patriots' standpoint. But obviously teams like the Patriots and the Texans, I mean, they're not for sure ins, but if we're being honest, they are for sure ins. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the Texans only need to win one more game or the Colts need to lose one more for but, them to clinch their division. Patriots have theirs. I mean, they, they haven't locked the it up. And the Jets, their final two games. At home. They haven't locked it up, but I mean, uh, the Patriots pretty much have the, the division locked up, even though it's not official. Um, you, you got the Chiefs and the Chargers that are battling it out for the last couple weeks. And then your division is very much up for grabs too. Oh, I mean, yeah. no division is really set stone set in stone yet. Except and then, the NFC. There's three of them in stone, but yeah, NFC. You, the Bears just clinched yesterday. Yesterday against the Packers, uh, the Saints clinched like two weeks ago. The Rams clinched like two weeks ago. Rams, they're not as good as people think, by the way. Yeah. I don't um, and then that. NFC East is still up for grabs too, with the Cowboys losing to the Colts yesterday. Okay. But is the, if the Cowboys win, they only have to win one game, right? And they they have to win one of the next two, or the Eagles and the Redskins have to lose at least one more game. Because if they all finish with the same record, the Cowboys hold the tiebreaker over both of them. So they could, all three of them could finish eight and eight, and the Cowboys would make the playoffs. Which I mean, I think the Cowboys shouldn't be Cowboys eight and eight, should. but I mean that's that it could happen, but. Um, so I, I went out. I hope so, but we'll see. Um, so I know we talked yesterday and we wanted to put together some lists of some rankings for, uh, for, you Our know, top positions in the NFL wide receivers. Yeah. Top quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. And we'll kind of just go back and forth on it. Which position you want to start with? It's up to you. I got, I'm, I'm I can hammer down anything right now. All right, well, let's let's just start with quarterbacks. I know I put out a list um, last week, and so this top ten list is just coming straight from that. Um, but I'll let you start it off. You can start off from one or ten, whichever way you want to go, and then I'll just come. We'll just go back and forth. All right, and you can well, go ahead and I'm start. start. I'm, I have an honorable mention. All right, that, okay. That, these quarterbacks they could very well be in the top ten, but. I just I don't think they're top ten quarterbacks. But but like some people may put them in there. It's just yeah. opinion based, Basically, really. Basically, these are these are probably eleven through thirteen. There's three of them, but I wouldn't give them any set order. I have Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, and Dak Prescott. Okay, so you got okay. So this is interesting because two of the guys that I have in my top ten are actually in your honor honorable mention. So, um. Yeah, and I, I mean, mean like, that's interesting. Our critiques might be different. Like I told you, my list is kind of like it's it kind of goes. I'm not gonna say all time, but you have guys like Patrick Mahomes who does make my top ten. But I don't, I don't necessarily feel comfortable in putting him in a top five quarterback role yeah. just because it's his first year. Like you, you never right. know what's gonna happen. Like you, well, Carson Wentz last year. Let's be honest, he was probably a top five quarterback for everyone. 
And look yeah. what's happened this year. And well, and Dak set the world on fire in that his rookie season. Year, yeah. And then he had 23 touchdowns, four picks. And then last year was still okay, but regressed. And then this year is slightly better. So, I mean, you never know what, and you could give any quarterback that amount of talent. I mean, he had Kareem Hunt for, for the majority of the season. Travis Kelsey is the best Tyree tight end Kill. in the league. Tyree Kill is the fastest receiver in the league. And then you got like Sammy Watkins and you have some solid, good O-line. solid role players. Yeah. I mean, you give any quarterback that kind of talent. I would hope, you know, you would, you would put up those kind of numbers, but, uh, so who's your number? Are you starting from number 10? Who's yeah, your number 10? 10. Number 10. I have Deshaun Watson. Okay. All right. I have Deshaun. Deshaun Watson is one of my honorable mentions. I had him at 11 in my list last week. Yeah. And number so 10 for 11, me. 10. Tar- Carson Wentz is my number 10. Um, uh, yeah, but the only uh, Carson Wentz is having statistically a good season, and let's be honest, Carson Wentz is a very good quarterback. And for all those people who say they should go the the route of Nick Foles, they they need to stop. I mean, no. Carson Wentz is your your franchise I, quarterback. But I, you don't trade him. Yeah, I mean, I do think there's something to be said though. Well, yeah, uh, where I do. Carson I do Wentz that too, comes. Yeah. He, Carson Wentz has got some injury stru- uh, problems. He's he he's very injury prone, and there's something to be said where Nick Foles can just come I in feel, and just yeah, beat I the Rams. Like, I feel like there's I a mean, leadership role that we don't know about. I feel like that Carson Wentz doesn't necessarily have. You know what I mean? And I think Nick Foles brings something to the offense that Carson Wentz doesn't necessarily do. Like with with Carson Wentz in the lineup, Carson Wentz tends to force feed Zach Ertz a lot. He doesn't really spread the ball around. Like Golden yeah, Tate has been virtually a non-factor since they traded for him. But with Nick Foles, Nick Foles really spreads the ball around. And I think that's the difference between those two. And obviously Wentz is young and he'll get better at that. But I think there's something to be said where your backup quarterback comes in last season, wins you the Super Bowl, and then comes in again this season and keeps you in position to make the playoffs. Exactly. I think there's something to be said for that. Um all right, you ready to go to nine? Number nine, I've got Dak Prescott. I think he's had a a step up from last year. Obviously, you know, there's some inconsistency, and he's not the most talented of quarterbacks, but I think intangibles are an A-plus. He's really smart. Yeah. He's really yeah. tough. And I, he's he's I got would. good pocket mobility, and I just think, you know, with what he's done this year, I, I think I'd put him in nine. If I'm starting, like, if I'm starting a franchise right now, Dak Prescott would honestly be one of the one guys I would take. Like, he shows a lot of heart. He has a lot of passion for the game, and that's exactly what you want in a quarterback. He shows a lot of good leadership skills. I mean, yeah, he's not the best pocket passer, we'll be honest, but he gets out of the pocket. Like, he makes he makes plays happen. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's going to get caught four he knows where the first down line is i can tell you that if he's about to get tackled probably about four yards from it he's doing everything he can to get that first down and that's what not a lot of quarterbacks have necessarily yeah yeah i think he's really smart he's really tough he's got good mobility in the pocket and that's exactly what you want from quarterback yeah and like obviously he's going to get better with throwing the football making reads and stuff and he doesn't have he's not the most talented guy in the world but i i just think with his with his smarts and his leadership, I just I think that makes him a good quarterback. My so, number nine, and this was really difficult, but he's having a monster year this year. Probably, I would say comeback player of the year, Andrew Luck. Okay, 
Okay, yeah, I definitely agree. His, uh, no, uh, I mean, no one, no one knew how he was going to do this year. So. Exactly. Everyone wrote him off. His completion percentage is almost seven points better than his career average. He's got almost 4,000 passing yards, 34 touchdowns. And yeah, the interceptions are a little high, but if you're going to throw 67, if you're going to complete 67% of your passes for 34 touchdowns, I think anyone will be happy with 13. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so similarly, I have Andrew Luck at my number seven, number eight. I have Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's kind of taken a step back this year. He's thrown a lot of interceptions. He's been quite drama queenish or drama (laughs) kingish, I guess. And I think there's, there's been a lot of, as there is every year, a lot of uh, drama surrounding the There's always going to be Steelers. drama surrounding the Steelers. But I think if he the, – the one problem I had with him this year is he wasn't taking responsibility for the mistakes he made. He was blaming receivers and, no. and for the throws okay. he made, especially after the Denver game. I now, mean, I, now, that's you, why I put him at eight. You see him as a drama queen. I see him as a leader. He okay, wants I'm his not saying he's not a leader, to get but... better. Okay. Now, Yes, obviously, um, Washington had a rough game, and he wasn't even active for, I believe, the Chargers or the Raiders game. No, he was active for the Raiders game because he had that nice catch. But sometimes you need your quarterback to get on you a little bit, and that's what everyone even said yeah. in the locker room. They said, no, I... Ben has the right to do that, and and you saw the game Washington had yesterday. I, I don't know if you watched it, but he had a, I, I didn't watch an amazing much, but... catch over, I don't even know who the uh, defensive back was, but... I think that's just sometimes you need that. Like you need a quarterback to get on you. Sure. Like, yeah, I, I I agree. I think now leadership. What I, I don't. Go ahead. I don't necessarily agree with some of the uh, throws he makes. <laughs> like yeah. the final uh, drive of the Broncos game. Now he did blame Antonio Brown on that, which I don't believe you should blame Antonio Brown on that. That's your fault. Uh, it sucks that the defensive lineman dropped in the coverage. A perfect place at the perfect time, and Ben forced it. Ben knew exactly where he was going to throw, and you couldn't change his mind. He had it set out the play, play before probably. He knew exactly where he was going to go, and it just didn't work. And he needs to own up to it, which he didn't. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not saying Ben's not a good leader, and I think he has every right to to call out his skill position players when they need to be called out. But I just think. This season in particular, he hasn't done a great job of owning up to the mistakes I, I, he's made. I still think there's some whole frustration over the Le'Veon situation. Oh, yeah, probably. But Ben, I'd yeah. say, and he's probably still frustrated over the whole Mason Rudolph. Maybe. I mean, but regardless, I mean, he's still got his team in position to, to make a push. So All right. I'm going to uh, give you so my I've, right now. I had, I had Ben at eight. You had Luck at eight, didn't you? No, I had Luck at nine. Oh, okay. My bad. My number eight. Most may disagree, and obviously I think the next two years he'll be in the top five, if not top three, if he still pans out, Patrick Mahomes. And okay. I have him so high up because, like I told you, the whole Carson Wentz fiasco, which I still think Carson Wentz is a great player, but he's taken a step back this season. And the whole D- Dak Prescott. A lot of people had him as a top eight quarterback his rookie season. And, of course, this isn't Patty Mahomes' rookie season, but, I mean, in a way, it basically is his rookie season. Yeah, yeah. So, I feel comfortable putting him at eight. Yes, he has ungodly, like, godly statistics. Yeah. 45 touchdowns, 11 picks. Ridiculous. Of course, I don't think he's going to – he's not He's not up for that uh, Peyton Manning record anymore, but for the latter of the season, he was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, 
I think he's had an outstanding year, and I think he's a generational talent. I think he's immensely talented. I think he would be good on a lot of teams. Obviously, he's got a lot of help. I was about to say again, the help. He's got a lot of help, but I think, I think these he's one of these one of those guys that he just transforms teams. I think he trans like Alex Smith is a pretty solid quarterback, but he but Patrick Mahomes has just completely taken this team to a whole nother level. And I've got Mahomes. I know I'm kind of ahead of you a little bit on my list, but I have Patrick Mahomes at six ahead of Luck and Roethlisberger. So, who's your seven? I had Luck at seven, oh, and yeah, then Ben Roethlisberger that. at eight. Yeah. So I have uh, Matt Ryan at seven. Now Ooh. you may, you may no listen to these stats. Matt okay. Ryan's actually having a really, really under the radar solid season. Not MVP season like his, obviously his MVP year, but he's got 70, 70% completion percentage, 4,300 yards, 30 touchdowns to six interceptions. That's a very I mean, yeah. solid season. And I still think he's worthy of a top seven quarterback in this league right now. Yeah, yeah. I I have Matt Ryan. I guess those statistics kind of surprised me a little bit just because of the year that the Falcons have had as a, as a whole, he hasn't won many games. I actually have Matt Ryan outside the top 10. I don't even have him in my top 10. And I, I, uh, I understand that because look at them. It, it's a quarterback's job to win you a game. If the quarterback can't win you a game. And of course, what are they like five and nine, something like yeah, that? Yeah. Five. Yeah. They just won yesterday. Something five really bad. It's, I mean, he's not having a good season in the win compartment department but he's having a statistically really good season yeah um so that was your number six seven seven so six we might even have the same number who's your six my six is patrick mahomes i i just went we just went over that yeah my number six is russell wilson okay all right yeah I, i mean russell wilson's been really efficient this year i have him higher on my list He's got the fewest pass attempts among starting quarterbacks this year who have started every game, mm-hmm. and he's got 29 touchdown passes. Actually, so you probably didn't count from yesterday's game. He's at 31 oh, now. Sorry, 31 now. But he had 29. Um, and the funny after thing after last is, week, and he's look, been really, he's just been really efficient. Look at the look at what he's been given. I mean, he has Doug Baldwin, all right, but look what he's turned Tyler Lockett into. Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson makes players better. And that's exactly what you want from a quarterback. And he gets you wins. Like, that Seahawks team at the beginning of the year, I don't think anybody had him in playoff contention. I mean, no, no. I probably I, I, had him at, like, I don't know, 5 and 11, 6 and 10. But they're sitting 8 and 6 right now and looking pretty good at getting in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll get into some playoff picture stuff in a little bit. But I think Russell Wilson has had a heck of a year. Um, so, number five for me. I've got Philip Rivers, MVP candidate, and he's just lit the world on fire this year. And the Chargers are better than probably they have been in a long time. And that roster, the best roster in the league, probably. And I, I, Philip Rivers has just been playing lights out. Yeah, I agree with you. I have Philip Rivers at number five, also. I mean, yeah, sixty-nine percent completion percentage, almost four thousand yards, thirty-one touchdowns, eight interceptions. He's having a monster year, and yeah, he's going to be in the MVP contention. But I mean, Patty Mahomes is going to. Well, win. yeah, no, yeah, yeah Patrick but, Mahomes is winning it. But, but look, look uh, exactly what he turned that um, Chargers roster into. Yeah. 
and and Philip Rivers has usually been known to to throw bone throw bonehead interceptions late in games, and this year uh, he's put together two fourth quarter comebacks against the Steelers and against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, he was down 14 with less than you know less than five minutes to go, and was able to pull that one out. So I mean, Philip Rivers has really flipped the script on his career, and I think with a deep playoff run to his name, Hall of Famer. Yeah, if he. I think he gets in the Hall of Fame either way, but what he's like what thirty seven years old? He's probably got a couple yeah. of years left. Um, but yeah, if he wins the Super Bowl, gets to the Super Bowl, anything like that, deep playoff run, he's for sure in the Hall of Fame. But I still see him going in the Hall of Fame either way. I would give him a vote, yeah. Um, so number four, this is where I've got Russell Wilson, uh, and we we talked about him. He's just been really efficient this year, having a great year, and Seahawks are in a good position to make the playoffs where a lot of people didn't think they would. Now, this may be where my bias kind of sets in, but I truly believe Ben Roethlisberger is still a top-four quarterback in this league. Like, it's exactly what I said before. He, obviously, he forces everything. Like, he forces stuff to his top targets. And, yes, he does have Juju and um, Antonio Brown, which we'll get into later. But you... To have a quarterback, you have to be clutch. Is Philip Rivers clutch? Yeah, he's pretty clutch, but Big Ben all time. And th- I mean, and I told you my criteria. It's kind of in the middle of all time, and yet season-wise, basically, what quarterback would I take for a full-length season? Now, Ben, obviously, yeah, he has seasons where he gets hurt. He has some durability issues, but at the end of the day, if you're down by, I don't know, a touchdown, a field goal. And you need one quarterback to get you a touchdown or field goal. It's Big Ben Roethlisberger getting you down to that, Get, yeah, getting you yeah. down there to score. Now that Patriots game last year, yeah, he threw an interception, but if we're being honest, should have been a touchdown anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a that's a whole nother discussion, yeah. But um, and then the top three, I, I think the top three is really. It's just kind of however it's you want to do it. Yeah, it's yeah. just however you want to order it. It's really pick your poison. But I've got Rodgers at three, Drew Brees at two, and Tom Brady at one. And that's exactly what I have. Yeah, I mean, Rodgers, I just think. Now, uh, we know we know Brady's the GOAT. Brady's been having a heck of a year. Drew Brees, he's probably second in the Drew MVP Brees. race. Yeah. But Aaron Rodgers, I think really the story is he's just taken a huge step back. Now, I don't in agree the last with couple that. of seasons. I don't agree I, with that. Ro- you, okay, explain Rogers, yourself. Look what Rogers Rogers has Devontae Adams. Oh yeah. He's and I'll get into it later, one of the top receivers. But guess how many interceptions Rogers has this year, including one yesterday? Uh, I don't know. Tell me. Two. Coming hmm. into yesterday, he had one interception. Rogers is extremely efficient. He puts the ball exactly where it is, and if it can't get there, he makes sure no one else can get to it. Rogers is looking at okay, yeah, sixty-two percent completion percentage. 4,000 yards, 23 touchdowns, maybe 23 touchdowns are a little low. But, I mean, come on. Look what he's been given. His coach was fired mid-season. Yeah, but that— He's not given much. Okay, listen. Yesterday, he missed a ton of open throws. And, I mean, granted, it's the Bears' defense, and they were putting pressure on him all day, but there was no excuse— there's no excuse for Aaron Rodgers— the guy who can probably make any throw, he can 
probably make more throws than any quarterback in this league for him to miss some of the wide open receivers that he did. And I know he doesn't have, you know, too much around him. His offensive line isn't great. He doesn't have a consistent running game. He's but his, never his had wide a consistent rec- running game. He's never had one. But his okay, wide one, receivers one aren't terrible. His wide receivers aren't terrible. That's because he makes his wide receivers. He's like Brady. When have they drafted in the first three three rounds a wide receiver? He made Devontae um, Adams. I, I don't he remember. He made Jordy Nelson. He made Randall Cobb. He makes wide receivers. Yeah, I yeah, okay, sure. But I just think as well, Aaron Rodgers has some injury issues. He's had a, two collarbone surgeries. He's got that knee problem that he's been dealing with this year, which I'm I'm pretty certain he's he's fully healthy uh now. But I I just think the durability issues, he's he's getting paid a hundred and forty million dollars and his team is out of the playoffs. And yeah, it used to be it used to be it. Aaron Rodgers it used to be Aaron Rodgers could do it all with virtually nothing. And now it seems like he's starting to regress to to do some some just do some with a little. You ready and to do I, that? I mean that I, that's why I have him at three behind those other two. You ready to go to running backs? Yeah, we can move to to running backs and, and wide receivers and we'll kinda just go through these ones. A little quicker. A little, little quicker, because I know quarterback is really the most important, and in these ones, I think it's more up to personal preference than it is to, um, to I guess ability when you get to some of these guys. But mm-hmm. um, we'll go with running backs here. So you want to give your top five, then I'll just give my top five. Um, yeah, yeah, we can do that, and then we can and then we can do some like yeah. So my top five, I've got Gurley at one. Ezekiel Elliott, two, Alvin Kamara, three, Le'Veon Bell, four, and David Johnson, five. Now, I have that those same players, just a different order. And number one might might surprise you. I have Zeke Elliott, number one. Okay. Todd Gurley, two, Le'Veon, three, Kamara, four, Johnson, five. Yeah, I think... I think Gurley, those top I, five you could literally enter. I'd say top four. David Johnson's probably lock at five. I'd say two and three, or I mean three and four, just because Le'Veon didn't play this season could probably intertwine. One or two, yeah, I'd say you could probably intertwine those two. Uh, the thing with David Johnson, and I, I think David Johnson is easily a top four or five talent as far as running backs in the league, but he just doesn't have a good enough offensive line to create holes for him. Like he still creates holes for himself and he makes great plays on his own, mm-hmm. but he still needs some help. And you know, he's got a young quarterback. And so it's, I think he's had a, obviously he was hurt last season, but this year it's kind of been more of a, a growing process for, for David Johnson, just based on the offensive line and, and the quarterback situation. But I still think David Johnson is still one of the best running backs in the league. I think what has elevated Zeke Elliott to be number one is he finally got built into their passing game. 72 mm-hmm. receptions this year, 550 yards uh, receiving. They're finally building him into the passing game, which they really haven't been able to do over the years. But obviously, if it's uh, third and two, you need two yards, what are you doing? You're hammering the ball with Zeke. That's yeah. probably the only person... I feel 100% sure to get you that first down. And that's exactly what you need from a running back. Yeah. Um, so 6 through 10 here, 
Um, and this one, I, I think this one you can shuffle it any way you want. But I've got Saquon Barkley at six, Melvin Gordon seven, Christian McCaffrey eight, Kareem Hunt nine, and Leonard Fournette at ten. I have four of those five, and number ten might shock you a little bit. Six, Melvin Gordon. Seven, Christian McCaffrey. Eight, Saquon. Nine, Kareem Hunt. Ten, Joe Mixon. See, I was thinking about Joe Mixon. I I thought about it, but I just think Leonard Fournette, when he plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars, when he's he's healthy and when he's not suspended, (laughs) he just goes off, man, and he's a power back and he just runs over people but he's also he can he can also break away from people too i I just i like leonard fournette a lot when he's healthy all right i want to give you my three people who just missed it and i want to give you three people who i think will be in the top 10 discussion next two years okay all right my three who just missed are Devontae freeman because injury issues obviously Mm -hmm. yeah leonard fournette and honestly adrian peterson who is having a very recent season Adrian Peterson has really just kind of come out of nowhere and he's having a great year uh, for his standards at his age. I mean, he's, uh, he's just, I think he's uh, he's just incredible. incredible Just just the way he has been able to come back at age, what, 32 and he's had some, he's had some injury struggles and, and you know he's lost a step with it. he's not as fast as he once was but for him to be able to do what he's done this year and have multiple 100 yard games is incredible. He even broke off a 90 yarder against the Eagles a couple weeks ago. So still got it. So my on I call it on the rise three running backs. Number 1, James Conner. Number 2, okay. Nick Chubb. Yeah. Number 3, Philip Lindsay. Lindsay or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I I like that. Um, let me let me think. I think I think definitely on the rise for me would be Joe Mixon. Yeah, I'd, I'd say uh, so. Um, I, I like Carry On Johnson a lot. Yeah, Carry On. I, I like I like Carry On Johnson. I think he's had a decent year. Um, obviously the the Lions running game has never been that good, and then I like Sony Michelle. From the Patriots. See, that's yeah. the problem is Sonny Michelle will never shine on his own if he's with the Patriots because they always have that three running back system. They do, yeah. But I, he had a stretch of games early in the year where, I mean, he was rushing for over 100 yards, and they were actually giving him the ball a lot. And I I think he's a really talented back. I don't. He's never going to be that you know, consistent 1,000-yard rusher guy, like you said, because of, you know, the trio of backs they have and, and how they use them. But mm-hmm. I just think he's a really talented back. I think he's a very great back, too. And he's going to um, And then I, I put together a small top five list of tight ends. I wasn't sure if we were going to do tight ends or not. I so I'll just go through them real really quick. quick. So I'm going to go through them real quick. Uh, I'll go from five down. Five. We've got Greg Olson, although he's got some injury struggles. I think what he's done over his career, and it, even at the beginning of this season, still one of the best tight ends. Um, Kyle Rudolph, yeah. Rob Gronkowski, Zach Ertz at two, and then Travis Kelsey at number one. I love how you put Gronkowski at three. I would probably put him at five. If I did my list, I would I would include that top four. I would probably keep it the same. But number five, I think, I don't know. I would honestly have some consideration for George Kittle. 
But okay, yeah, like I said all right, earlier, okay. Though, that's probably just sure. on the season, but obviously, if you're going, I mean, he's probably one of the fastest tight ends in the league. I mean, he's had multiple games where he's had you know over a hundred yards receiving. Yeah, I think he had two hundred yards. Week, yeah, two hundred. Yeah, two hundred yeah, something last week. Uh, he had a game with one eighty-five. I think. I mean, he's had a he's had a, a pretty year. strong year, and even with you know playing with three quarterbacks, he had Garoppolo to start. And then C.J. Beathard and now Nick Mullins. Exactly. I mean, if you give him Garoppolo, I mean, he's been playing really good with Mullins, who I believe is a very good trade chip for that team. I, I, yeah, Mullins, I think it could actually. He's he'd be an okay starter. I think I think of him almost like a a poor man's Case Keenum. I oh my god, dude! I was I think of him as I think of him as like, a poor man's Case Keenum. Be like a Case Keenum. I'm not even kidding. But I. I Case Keenum's obviously better, but I think that's what I think of him as. I did a little play around in my mind last uh, last night. I was thinking of quarterbacks who will be on the market this year, and I had Nick Mullins as a trade chip. I think Tyrod Taylor's out of Cleveland with the emergence of Baker. Right. You heard Blake Bortles is gone, and Joe Flacco's gone too. And I think I had one more. Joe Flacco, I think, is going to be an interesting one, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, – Joe uh, gave Flacco. the, Ra- See, gave the Ravens thinking, a call on Joe Flacco. I was thinking Nick Moles. Nick, Moles. I was full of Nick Moles. Nick, Moles and Nick, Nick Moles. Moles and Nick Foles, baby. I believe Nick Mullins t- could be traded. Oh God, I forget now. I think I had Nick Mullins being traded to potentially. Dude, I I lost it. Jacksonville. <laughs> no. Jacksonville, I thought was a prime spot for Tyrod Taylor. Okay, yeah. In a um, yeah. what I think is a horrible quarterback draft. I don't think anyone should draft. No. A I if don't if like Dwayne Haskins was coming out, I think he would be the best one. That's what I was thinking. I thought, but I don't think he's coming out. I thought if you could um, live to the third round and draft Haskins, that's exactly what I would do. I'm not high on Herbert or whoever. Mm-hmm. That Duke quarterback, I can't even think of his name. I haven't seen any tape on um, him. There's... So I couldn't tell you anything. And um, the guy from Missouri, I can't think of his name. Oh, man. I, I don't know a lot of the college quarterbacks. Um, I know Texas has, what's it, Sam? Is it Ellington, Ellington or something? Sam. Oh, Ellington. gosh, it's going to kill me. Oh man, that's going Sam Ellinger. Ellinger. Yeah, no, I knew it wasn't Ellington. It's Ellinger Ellington was the difference. Um, yes, yeah, Sam Ellinger he seems okay. Will Greer might be a good option if in a later round. Um, but Okay. But I think it's been a week a week draft. Or this is a week draft I think for quarterbacks where this past season we have I think 5 home runs potentially with first round quarterbacks. So now I think a perfect spot for Blake Bortles, I think I believe would be the New York giants with um, Eli Manning's recent struggles. I don't believe they should go out, draft a quarterback. I think they should stay with a current quarterbacks. Now go with Blake Bortles. I mean, he has some leadership. He, he can, he, he's proven to be a leader. Yeah. He's proven to get the job done too as you saw, taking his team to the AFC Championship. Now, yeah, I mean, part of that's due to his defense as well. I don't know and what's the gotten running to game, his head. But... I have no idea what's gotten to his head this season. But honestly, 
I wouldn't go out draft a quarterback this year. I would wait another year, sign Blake Bortles to like a year. Because I think they're going to cut him, I'm assuming. Well, no one's going to trade for him. No, no, no. He's not a trade chip. He he won't be traded for. But I think – that contract. I think the Giants are going to bring back Eli. Eli said he's planning well, no, to come back. that's exactly what I was thinking. Because I know Eli's coming back. He would go there, sit behind Eli, and God only knows how Eli's going to be next season. If everything turns south, you can turn to Blake Bortles. And if Blake Bortles has a rich surge in season – there's your quarterback for the next three years until you can actually find a good one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And also you have that Kyle Lalletta guy. Yeah, I do know. Yeah. Didn't, did they cut and, uh, Davis Webb? Yeah, they cut him. That's what I yeah, thought. And I, I don't even think he was good enough to actually be on the 53 minute. I think they kept him on the practice squad and then they ended up cutting him. I don't even think he was on the, he might've been on the active roster when they benched Eli uh, last season, but yeah, they drafted him and then they didn't even end up playing him. So you ready to get to wide receivers? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, excited, about, I'm excited about the. I'm excited about wide receiver. Er, no, we already. Oh no, we haven't done wide receivers, have we? We did. We just did tight ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, all right. I'm really excited about my uh, top top five. Really top six. I'm really excited about the top six. Now, I'll, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read the top six to you. All right. And I'm going to see what you how you react. Antonio Brown is still uh, is number one. Then I have DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., Michael Thomas, and then Tyreek Hill. Dude, one through five, the exact same. Really? I swear. Really? I had DeAndre Hopkins above Antonio Brown for the longest time. And this morning I was just thinking, like, yo, I mean, I don't think – Antonio Brown makes plays D hops can't make and vice versa. I just think Antonio Brown's just a better receiver. Yes, the numbers don't show it, but that's because we have everyone's double teaming him and we also have Juju Smith Schuster, who yeah. appears on my list also. Yeah. So we got the same top five and then what's but your six to my ten? My six is Adam Thielen. My seven okay. is Mike Evans. My eight is Juju Smith Schuster. Nine, Tyree Kill, ten Stephon Diggs. Okay. All right. So when I was doing this list, I didn't want to uh, I didn't want to put two receivers from the same team on in the top 10. Yeah. I wanted to kind of be more like do more variety. So Juju, I think he's either going to be at the end of the top 10 or maybe just outside the top 10, but mm-hmm. I don't have him on my list. Um same with Stefan Diggs. Um so 6, I have Tyreek Hill like I said, and then 7, AJ Green. Eight Adam Thielen, eight Adam Thielen, nine Keenan Allen, and then ten Mike Evans. All right, so I have a next five up list, and to be on your next, my next five up list, you have to be younger, twenty six years old or younger. Okay, setting standards here. I know. I have Devontae Adams, and this is no set order, by the way. Okay. Devontae Adams, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, Tyler Boyd. Robert Woods. I I like that. I like that list. I I'm watching. T- I think Robert Keenan Allen's top ten now. I I think Keenan Allen's top ten now, but exactly. I, I still Allen, like. It was Keenan Allen and Stephon Diggs. I was just like, I, I just couldn't figure out. Like Keenan Keenan Allen's probably my number eleven. That's Keenan Allen is a yards. He's a reception and yards machine. He may not score a lot of touchdowns, but he is a. Uh, a yard machine. He just gets a ton of yards every week. 
And now I have on their way down. I have an on your way down list. And this is just the five receivers who, yeah, they could have been a top 10 probably in the past couple years or so, but I think they're on their way out and they probably won't ever get back in. Number one is AJ Green. I okay, really yeah. don't consider Yeah, him I saw your reaction when I said AJ Green. I still think he's had a good enough year. He just had some injury issues, but And that's the thing. He had he's had injury issues the past couple years. Yeah, that's fair. Number two is TY Hilton. Okay. Uh, he's had some injury issues as well, but I he had 199 yards receiving last week. Yeah, I know. So, I just And I mean he had a decent not, game against him. the Cowboys yesterday, but Okay. Number Teach three. their own. And this is kind of difficult. Like I, I didn't know if he was necessarily considered a top ten receiver. I guarantee you some people did, but Josh Gordon. Oh, you think he's on his way out? I think he's on his way out. Okay, that's fair. I don't that's think fair. Brady's gonna utilize him as much as many people may think. Like you remember when Brandon Cooks went to the Patriots and everyone was just like head over heels, this is gonna be the greatest pairing since Moss and Brady. And look how that turned out. I mean, it wasn't bad, but... I mean, no, Cooks is a, is a good receiver, but I think there's something to be said where he's on his third team in three years. And that's exactly why Cooks is my number four on the list. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Cooks, I would probably put on that list. just be, Like, the Rams overpaid for him, and, you know, look, he kind of disappeared. He, I mean, he's, he's, not, he's been a non-factor. Catches, 72 catches, 1,100 yards and three touchdowns. But I consider him only a deep threat. Like, I don't think right. he's getting those mi- those mid-level passes. If uh, Goff's looking deep, he's looking to Brandon Cooks. Yeah, yeah. And my number five, and he's only played 11 games this year, and he was probably a top 10 receiver a couple years ago, but I have Alshon Jeffrey. Okay. Okay. I... I think Alshon Jeffrey had a really good game yesterday, and I think when Alshon plays with Nick Foles, he's a lot better. They seem to have a good relationship, but I think I think the relationship between Wentz and Jeffrey isn't as solid because Wentz likes Zach Ertz a lot more. But but given all those those five receivers, I do believe they're all top twenty receivers, guaranteed. Oh, probably. I think yeah. for sure they're top twenty, but I just don't think they'll ever be where they were before. They'll ever be in the top 10 again but i mean brandon cooks is only 26 he came to the league when he was like i think 21 or something extremely young obviously he has a lot of years left so i mean cooks could potentially get back into that top 10 but i i don't see it yeah yeah i remember he was a uh, first round uh fantasy pick one year (laughs) oh really yeah that was the year he went i think it was last year in our league yeah in our league not this year last year it was he was a I think it was, was when, really? I think it was when he went to the Patriots, everyone went head over heels again because they thought this was gonna be great. And I was one of them. I thought Brandon Cooks, Tom Brady, matchup nightmare. I, literally what he, I, I mean, I I'm I, he had a, a good year and I mean he wasn't like a fantasy bust, but uh, he Brady likes to spread it around, so Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't think that's I don't I don't know. I was kind of confused when they traded him, but to get what you gave up, you I got a first good. round pick for it. I mean, and they gave up a first round pick for him too. Yeah, so I mean, it's just you're just replacing. But exactly, I I think we had some pretty good lists. We had most of the same people, just kind of mix Maybe and match. Like, but yeah, mixed up. I think we had we got similar similar thoughts on on rankings. So, um, 
All right, so uh, we're we're getting into the last couple weeks of the season. The playoff picture is it's not completely set, but it looks like we we have a good idea of who's going to be where. Um, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into predictions for so for next week. We also have tonight's Monday night game. We'll do that as well. Uh, Monday night tonight is the Panthers and the Saints, and it's going to be in uh, it's going to be in Carolina. So my I think obviously Saints have a lot to gain by winning this game. By I think do they clinch first first round by? I don't think so. Right? Not yet. Uh, I don't think they would clinch it. But yeah, um, they would. They, they would definitely. Yeah, uh, they beat the. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I don't think they, they would. Clinch well, either. they. I don't. I'm not sure if they would or not, but I think the the Panthers definitely have a lot more to play for. Yeah, I do too. And with them still in the hunt to to I, land a wild I'm card spot, I would pick. I'm going to pick the Panthers. They've lost five in a row, but it's a division game, division rivalry. I'm going to take home, the Panthers Monday night. Cam yeah, Burton, I'm taking the Panthers too. And I also need Christian McCaffrey to do very good because I'm losing by five. And the person I'm playing has Mark Ingram, and I have Christian McCaffrey. Game to the championship. All right, so Redskins at Titans. That's going to be next Sat. It's actually going to be a Saturday game next week, Uh, and that's at 4:30. And that's not a super sexy game, but these are two teams that are still fighting for the playoffs. Yeah, playoff implications. Um, I think I think the Titans are a far better team. Mariota versus Josh Johnson. Are you kidding me? I'm going to take Mariota. Yeah, as um, much as it pains for me to say, because as a Steelers fan, I need the Titans to lose. But I'm picking Titans over Redskins also. Like you said, look at the quarterback matchup. matchup. The Redskins are on their third-string quarterback, Josh Johnson. Uh, their fourth, fourth string. string. It's their fourth, fourth string, string. yeah. I forgot Sanchez. Was <laughs> Obviously, I don't – and as I told you before, Mariota is not a top-10 quarterback. I wouldn't even put him a top-15 quarterback. But Mario no, is going to get the either. job done, and I believe that's why he's there, and that's why he will stay in um, Tennessee. Tennessee because he gets the job done. Yeah. Um. Uh, this is a huge game. This is also a Saturday game at eight twenty. Ravens taking on the Chargers, uh, and this is massive playoff implications because if the Chargers were to win and the Chiefs were to lose, they would take control of the AFC. And then if the Ravens were to win, they're going to be in firm position to potentially take the division away from the Steelers, depending on how that shakes out, or you know land a wild card spot. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers in this one. I think it's a tough game, but I think the Chargers are playing for, I think, a, a lot more in terms of playoff implications. They want that first seed. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm with you, too. The only reason is... I think home field advantage is going to have a lot to do with it. And this game is in L.A., not San Diego. L.A., right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Did I say San Diego no, Chargers? No, no, no. I'm just making oh. sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, but they play in a soccer stadium. So. Oh, my gosh. But um, Lamar Jackson, Phillip Rivers, let's be honest. Phillip Rivers, prime time. Lamar Jackson, I don't think he's going to uh, – I think he'll be a great quarterback in the future. He's a rookie. Rookies make yeah. mistakes. I think he's going to throw three picks this game. L- Lamar Jones. Jackson, I think he's had he's had a good year, and he's def. I think he's definitely at he adds a a lot more to the to the uh, Ravens offense than Joe Flacco does. But I think 
the Chargers have just been on fire this year, and you know they're coming off. They're gonna be ha- they're gonna be well rested coming off a Thursday night game. So I, I just like the Chargers in this matchup. I love the Chargers in this matchup. Um, so Texans and the Eagles. I believe this is gonna be in Houston. I think. Yes, I want to say it is in Houston. No, it is actually in Philly. This is going to be in Philly. I wanted it in Philly. (laughs) So, uh, obviously, Eagles playing for a lot. If they win, they stay in the hunt. Texans, if they win, they clinch the AFC East, or not East, um, South. Um, I got a bad feeling. I I, I have to stay away from this. I have to be objective. Let's just be let's just put it this way. I have to be objective. I'm going to take I'm going to take uh I'm going to take the Houston Texans. I'm taking the Eagles. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to take the Houston Texans. I think Texans. the Eagles have too much to play for. I think they're going to come out, they're going to bring that Super Bowl mentality that they have. I truly think these last two games the Eagles are going to win out because I think Foles is going to bring that mojo that they had in that playoffs. From beating those, from beating the Rams, I think this is a whole new Philadelphia team. Now, whether or not they make the playoffs, that's something we'll find out down the road because it has implications on the Vikings and also the Seahawks. But I do believe the Eagles win this game, and not only that, I think they will win out. So you, so you, do you think they're going to win the the division? No, I don't believe they will win the division, but they still have a shot at wild card. If they lose, so you think them, so? You think if they win out, they're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs? See, that's it's tough because I think, and we'll probably get into this later. I'm probably spoiling it for you. I think the Seahawks are obviously they're not a lock yet, but I truly do think that the Seahawks will be one of those wild card teams. But all the Vikings have to do is win out and they're in, or win one game and the Eagles lose one game and they're in. Right. Uh, I think the Vikings are going to lose one game because I don't think they're an, they're a consistent team. Yeah, they beat the Dolphins thirty four to seventeen, but I think the Dolphins are having a fluke season. But uh, uh, yeah, I think yeah, they, they still they're, have they're one more game to lose, year. and I think Eagles playing for everything. Everything is on the line. I do believe they'll make the playoffs. I I just I like the I like the way Deshaun Watson's been playing this year. And granted, it's going to be in Philly, and it seems like the Philly is is starting to transform into that underdog team they were last year. But I just think the Texans have just had a heck of a year. They're a tough, gritty team, and I like the Texans in this matchup. Although the Eagles seem to be playing for a lot more. I um, mean, go on. Oh, God, God. And of course, when I say that, I mean. Yes, Washington does have a chance to make the playoffs, and so does Carolina if they win tonight. But Carolina also having to play the Saints again end of the year, I don't think it's going to happen. And Washington on their fourth quarterback, in which I just picked the Titans to win. I don't think they're making it either. So I just spoiled my uh, NFC playoff predictions. But <laughs> um, So Steelers at, uh, I believe this is going to be at the Saints. No, Steelers versus the Saints. It's so at this the will Saints. be, is it's, it at the Saints? The okay. Orleans, yes. Oh yeah, it is at. It said versus at first, and then it changed to at. I don't know why, but uh, or maybe I just read it wrong. But uh, yeah, Steelers at the Saints. Oh. Steelers I think Bill Field plays a lot in this, though. 
home field plays a huge, huge role. I think Drew Brees in a dome is virtually unstoppable uh, besides the Cowboy game where they, they shut him down. I'm going to take the Saints in this one. I just think playing in that dome and Big Ben on the road and really the Steelers on the road aren't as good of a team. I'm going to take the Saints. Yeah, I'm taking the Saints too, and it pains me to say it. But like you said, Ben on the road, not prime time either. So, well, I mean, it is prime time, but it's not a night game. In a dome, yeah, I think Ben Ben throws probably two picks. I think it's going to be a rough one for the Steelers, and it pains me to say it. Hope I'm wrong. Um, Hope this yeah. defense has something to play for after that Patriots game, though. Right. Um. And then lastly, we've got the Chiefs taking on the Seahawks, and it's going to be in Seattle. This one, I want to shout. I want to shout out someone here. I I got uh, tweeted at by uh, Mr. Mama Ben Mama from from uh, from Meadowbrook High School, and he was. We were talking about the Chiefs and the and the Seahawks, and he really likes the Seahawks in this matchup. So I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shout out him. I'm gonna take out the Seahawks, or not take out, but take the Seahawks in this matchup. Uh, it, Seattle at home, that's probably the toughest place to play in football. And uh, you know Russell Wilson, the year he's been having, and the Chiefs have kind of taken a step back the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's I, I really, really love the Seahawks in this matchup, and they are an underrated team, and they can make some major noise in the playoffs if they were to win out and get in. Again, I'm, I think home field advantage is going to work in this favor. Seahawks, I'm taking the Seahawks, and it's going to be an 8-20 game. That place is going to be rocking. Playoffs on the line. Russell Wilson, I think Russell Wilson shows why he can be an MVP. F- candidate and i'm taking the seahawks on this too yeah i that i think that's probably the biggest game i that's the game uh, out I of the ones we watch. that's the biggest game in my opinion out of the ones we predicted i am really looking forward to that game that game has some huge implications on enough and with that i'm going to be watching the chargers and ravens game like with that because depending on how those two games go that can really shape the afc playoffs so Oh, I can't wait to watch those two games. Uh, Ravens Chargers is going to be a great one to watch, and so is the Chiefs and Seahawks. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a very good weekend of football. That's all I got to th- say. This this weekend, a lot of teams can clinch, but that was the same like this past weekend, and a lot of teams didn't do that. So, uh, it's a it's a crazy league, man. It's a crazy league. We have no idea what's going to happen, but a lot of teams can clinch. We'll see what happens and how all the all the chips fall and and how all the and how everything goes. So yeah. So uh, that with that, that's going to be the end of today's episode. I want to thank you, Alec, for for coming on. Great, great insight and great great conversation. Uh, thanks a lot, man. It's good to be on. I'll probably be back on soon. Yeah, definitely. Um, so make sure you guys follow the show on Twitter at the Will Ford Show. Make sure you rate and review the show on iTunes. Like and comment on SoundCloud. Give give my man Alec a follow on Twitter as well. What's your Twitter handle, Alec? Oh, you're gonna make me look this up. I couldn't tell you on. You don't even head. remember? Oh, come oh, on, I, man. I think it's Abel underscore twenty. Maybe it's Abel twenty. I don't know. Well, search one of those two. We'll put it in the in the description of the episode. 
thanks again, Alex, for coming on. Abel underscore 20. There you go. Abel underscore 20. Make sure you follow him. Shout out Ben Mama. Uh, We'll see you guys in the next episode. Episode 50. It's WFS.